0: What's up, Fanboys and Fangirls? Welcome to episode number 19 of the Review Point Podcast, of course, coming to you from FanboysAnonymous.com. I am your host, Tony Mango, man who calls the shots over at Fanboys Anonymous, and I am solo again for this episode. If you listened to the previous episode, the one for Lucifer, you should know that... uh, what happened here is that some TV shows got leaked, Lucifer was one of them, Minority Report, subject for this review point, was another one, and I jumped on them as soon as I possibly could to watch them because I was interested in both the shows, and because I wanted to get my opinion out there for you guys as soon as possible, tell you whether or not you should skip it, see it, any of those kind of things. So nobody else has had a chance to check it out yet, so that's why this is just myself, but we'll have fun anyway. Uh, if you don't know what a review point is, it's pretty simple, it's just a review kind of a thing. Nothing really you know, crazy on that, where I break down what's a hit, what's a miss, what's kind of a positive, negative, whatever you want to call it, and I want to review everything that I possibly can for this episode. I took my notes, you know, I don't want to dive too deep into some of the specifics, but I also need to warn you all that there will be spoilers, so if you have not seen it, and most likely you haven't, because it is leaked, and technically we're not supposed to be seeing it until... September 21st, I think, if I remember correctly. So uh, it's not a surprise if you haven't seen it. But if you don't want to be spoiled, then bookmark this. Watch it when you can in whatever the possible means that you can. Hopefully that's, you know, on the air you know, the way you're supposed to, but then come back and listen to this one. If you don't know where you stand on this show, and this is the type of podcast that you want to listen to, to get some opinions, to see whether or not you would like it, then that's hopefully what we're going to be able to bring you today. So, uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Don't say I didn't warn you. Um, let's break this down though, a little bit by bit here. Overall first impressions. I gotta say, um, hmm. Let's put it this way. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And um it's not to say that it's bad in any like regard. I mean, there was nothing that offended me of it, like um, you know, this was just like so bad I'd like ruin my eyes or anything like that. Groan my eyes. This doesn't make any sense. Roll my eyes and groan. Um, but at the same token, it it wasn't as good as I was hoping that it would be. Lucifer, if you check that out, you would know that I'm a big fan of how that ended up turning out, and I'm really looking forward to that, and I was actually looking forward to this more than Lucifer, because I liked the movie. Um, I know already report the 2002 film, if I remember correctly about that too, from Steven Spielberg, is a very solid film. I like, uh, you know i've checked it out a couple of different times it's not one that i own but that's mostly because i kind of stopped buying movies they're too damn expensive <laughs> and i only buy like some rare you know like these i love this one and so i buy that that kind of thing but it's a movie that i i will own at some point i liked it enough that i've watched it m- multiple different times i would go back and check it out again and i might actually go back and check it now that i've seen this and just rewatch that again but um i looked in this as like most most likely that it was going to be either a letdown because it wouldn't keep the spirit of the show, kind of like what that Limitless is. I, I'm curious about how that turns out, um, which the, that movie was okay, but, you know, different review. Um, I thought it would either be something that would let me down because it didn't keep the spirit of it or that I would love it because... Sometimes you can take a good movie and you can make a better series out of it, or a better sequel, or something like that, and I think this actually has quite a bit of potential. As I've mentioned before, I like procedural cop dramas, and I like things that take the cop genre and kind of turn it on its head, like Forever, or Lucifer, or uh, Burn Notice, like, the spy kind of a thing, like, that kind of stuff, like, th- this is my game for when it comes to shows, like, I like sci-fi, I like superheroes and stuff, so Minority Report's right up my alley, I mean, one of my favorite shows right now is Person of Interest, and this is, like, the heightened level of Person of Interest, with, out the Batman kind of stuff, because that show's totally Batman, but, um, I, I liked it, and, um, I'll give you some of the reasons why I didn't love it, too, when we, when we sort of break this down. So, the first thing I have to say is that uh, I hadn't watched the movie in a couple of years, so I knew exactly what happened. I knew, like, the story, I remember, you know, the precogs and that kind of stuff, but I don't remember some of the specifics, and thankfully you don't need to know that. They give you just enough of a backstory to set you up for the people that might not have seen the film, and, you know, they don't spoil it. But at the same time, they they kind of like need to tell you, well, the precogs are this, and this is how uh, the, the whole pre-crime thing works, and that kind of stuff. So I like that. I think that was good. Impressive visual effects, I think that that's something that I really didn't uh, take into account here. They could have made that terribly. Um, this really could have been a situation where it's 2065 that this takes place, And you would assume that, you know, everything's pretty much digital and everything looks different from the future and stuff like that, but they didn't go too overboard and they also didn't go too repressed to kind of make it seem like it wasn't the future. I get this feeling that we are in 2065 here because there's just enough of an advancement for little things like, you know, we've got like the screens are very holographic and We've got very, I don't know, like upgraded technology, but not so crazy. Although I do have to say, as much as that's a hit for me, one of the misses is that some of the technology is a little bit too techy, And I like that kind of stuff, but I can see people getting turned off almost immediately from the introduction of Megan Good's character, the scene where she's going through the crime scene and... It's very coincidental and very like, oh, come on. You mean to tell me that she flicks her wrist a couple times and it can tell you, you know, a visualization of what happened in this kind of scenario? It's kind of like um the Arkham games, the Batman series, where you can sort of like reverse time and it'll tell you what happened with the fucking Riddler and stuff. And you're like, oh, give me a break. Batman can't do that. I know it's a plot device and it's a way to show the audience what's going on and that kind of stuff, but it's pretty, like, I don't know. It's it's stretching it a little bit, the suspension of disbelief. And, yeah, it's the future. Maybe they'll come across that kind of a stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I could see that turning people off. So that's going to get a little bit of a miss to me. Technology still, overall, pretty cool. The visuals are very impressive in a lot of different ways, and it made me feel like I was involved in the environment. You know, it's not too crazy, but it's crazy enough to be a little different. One thing that I'm a little bit turned off on was maybe just, like, the directing in general. I I don't want to say that it was, like, directed badly. Uh, you know, certainly it wasn't poor in any regards, and I, of course... I'm not somebody who could do any better. I would be absolutely terrible at this kind of a job. So I commend them for what they were able to do. And it wasn't bad in any way. But something felt a little bit off to me. And I don't know if that was like an editing thing or if it was like framing or something. But I don't know. Maybe it sort of felt a little bit like, um, this is going to sound so much harsher than I mean it to be. But maybe a little bit like amateurish or something, like, I didn't get to feel that this was something that was a high-profile, very, um, hmm, yeah, I want to, like, tread carefully about how I say this, because I don't want to give the impression that it's bad, and I don't want to give the impression that it's, like, poor filmmakers or anything like that, but there's there's something off about it. I guess another way that I can put it is, if you watch something like the TV show Firefly, And you watch Serenity, you can tell that it's a TV show that went into a movie as opposed to a movie. And with this, I sort of feel like instead of a movie presented to me on screen as a TV show or as a TV show that started out of nowhere, like it's trying to go a little bit more cinematic but not able to pull it off... I don't know. I mean, I'm really, uh, I'm doing a poor job of explaining my opinion about this, but it's not a full miss either. It's just something is a little bit off, um, a little bit bland and a little bit basic too. Like not, not necessarily in the directing kind of way, but like the show itself, like I, you know, I kind of get the idea that like this was a little bit rushed and, um, I don't know. They like, they wanted to keep everything very simple because it's a kind of crazy concept in a way and you have to hit the audience with a lot of different stuff like okay well they can see the future but these are the rules and here's you know not only the normal future when it comes to like the technology and that kind of stuff but this is how crime works in there and this is turned on its head and that kind of stuff so I think that they hit the audience with a lot and they went you know what let's just go with like the Blake character is clearly kind of a douchebag and let's go with Megan Good is, uh, her character is Lara Vega, that she is just, like, a hard-nosed kind of cop and good at her job, and Dash is this, like, socially awkward guy, and it, it was very, like, here are the bullet points, let's get to the end, so you get a basic feel of what the show is, and then you can continue, and we'll build from there, that kind of a thing, so some things were a little bit convenient for the plot, and some things were a little bit cheesy, like the stuff with the birds, Uh, you know, obvious that it was the girl, and, you know, if you've watched any kind of a TV show, any kind of a movie, any kind of, like, detective story or something like that, you start pinpointing, well, that person's suspicious, that person's suspicious, and um, who's it going to be, and when you introduce a character like that, and you go, well, they're going to do a twist, because it can't obviously be this person. So the big twist is going to be that it's the other person. Oh, look at that, it's the other person. little hokey, a little bit, you know, you could call it a mile away. And actually, the big twist itself, too, was so blatantly obvious. It was just like, my brother, I don't know what happened to him, and whatever. Oh, I wonder if at the end of the episode, we're going to have some kind of a reference to the brother. Look at that, there's the brother. Huh, and he's conveniently messed up to where we can recast him as whoever we want to recast him as in the pilot and stuff. So uh, keep that in mind, too. But uh, music, um, you know, I sound like I'm really giving this a lot of negatives, but I really... It's not that everything's a negative, but those things were kind of misses, and music as well was sort of a miss, particularly at the end of that episode, because it was such a weird choice, and it felt like it just sort of ended. Like, it didn't give me this, like... Um, closure, I guess you could say, and it didn't build up to, like, a big reveal, of then, like, oh, my God, and, you know, the music swells up, and hits me in, like, the chest, and goes, wow, wait, you know, my God, I didn't see this coming, or something like that, it was almost as if they had a temp track on there, and they might, too, that might be a temp track, because keep in mind, this is a leaked pilot, some of these things could change, and they could change for the better, or they could change for the worse, hopefully they change that music at the end of there, because that really set me into, like, a, an odd, huh, you're ending like this? Like, odd mood for that kind of a thing. But we'll see, you know, and it's not the end of the world either. It's not the type of thing where I'm going to go, well, that music choice was weird, and the hell with the show, I'm not going to watch it. I'm clearly going to watch this show. One of the reasons why is a little side note, the um, Simpsons reference. For those who have been following Fanboys and Smart Out Moment and stuff like that, you should know by now, Simpsons is my favorite TV show of all time, at least the first 10 seasons. So having them do a little reference of like the 78th anniversary or something like that, I was like, oh yeah, of course, because Simpsons is going to stick around forever. But um, that was kind of funny. Overall, I guess I could say um, the characters, none of them stood out to me as really that great. But none of them were bothersome. Dash is kind of interesting. He's probably my favorite character. Uh, Vega's okay. Um, Blake is okay. I didn't catch the name of the other assistant. And I don't know the actress's name. She's got a weird like face tattoo going on. Uh, looking at the cast list right now, looks like she might be Aquila? Um, She was okay. She seems like she's going to be kind of like the... Comedic side, uh, comic relief and stuff. So hopefully she, you know, gets a little chance to shine and whatnot. I didn't like the handler; he was a little too eccentric. And maybe he'll grow on me, you know. We'll see. The kid and the the mother, uh, I can do without them. And of course, I can't see Wilmer Valderrama on the screen and not think Fez. So <laughs> it's gonna take a while for me to get out of that mentality too. Especially if there's, like, ever any kind of, like, Tover Grace or Ashton Kutcher or Mila Kunis or something like that. If any of them pop up on the show, they just, you know, I'll go straight to hanging out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I can sum this up and talk about what I think the best hits and the and stuff Where My biggest miss, I would have to say, is probably the cheesiness to it. The tone needs to... Keep, like, a, a little bit of a comedy side to it, too, but it, it can't be too comedy, um, too comedy, too comedic. Like, some jokes were pretty good when they used the idea of, like, you, we're going to order Chinese. What do you mean? I'm going to cook a dinner, and then the dinner, you know, it's all messed up, and so who wants to order Chinese? They can play that up for laughs quite a bit, but they have to be careful that they don't do it too much. And there's an inherent cheesiness a little bit to this kind of stuff, and for anything that's a little bit, like, comic booky, so you need to play it safe, and hopefully, if they go with, like, a darker edge, that they don't go so dark that it becomes, like, brooding and trying too hard to do that, too, it's, they need to find the right tone, and naturally, this is the pilot, and not only is it the pilot, it's the leaked pilot, so... There's about a month and a half or something like that left for them to change things up and stuff, and, you know, and the result might be a whole lot better, so. Uh, biggest hit, though, I would have to say, is the idea that they're taking this movie and they're building a TV show around it in general. I like that idea. I think that this is a cool concept, and I think that if they play their cards right, and they do tighten things up, they do like the, its full potential grow, and this doesn't just suffer from the pilot not being as good, and then everything else falling downward, it ends up being the pilot was where they found out what they needed to do, and then episode two onward is when they really start hitting their stride, hopefully that's the case, but um, I like the idea, I'm going to be checking this show out for sure, and I encourage you guys to check it out too, and I think that we've got a potential good series here, I think that this could work out, so, hopefully it does, I'll be checking it out no matter what, and I will be reviewing that when the time comes and stuff. So what I want you guys to do is I want you to leave your comments below. Tell me what you thought about Minority Report, not only the movie, but the TV show too. If you did check that out, what are you excited about? What do you think are some of the flaws and some of the positives about this, pros and the cons? Whether you think it was a little bit too cheesy or whether you really liked the comedy, you disagree, agree with me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know the score by now. So leave those comments below. Make sure if you are on iTunes and Stitcher that you check this out on YouTube, like, sh- uh, subscribe, share, favorite, all that other kind of stuff. If you are on YouTube, then go on iTunes and Stitcher, leave us a review, help us out with the podcast there, and check out everything else coming your way from Fanboys Anonymous. We've got some other review points that are going to be coming up pretty soon, and we've got the Four Real Movie Club, the group meetings, so on and so forth. Always new content coming to you guys, and um I think that's it. So uh, do everything that I had said about sharing this, and thank you for listening in. Hope you guys had fun. This has been Review Point episode number 19. I'm Tony Mango, and I am a fanboy. See you next time, everybody.